0: Hey guys, and welcome back to the Talking Fit podcast. We are here with you live today on this semi-OK weather outside Friday. Um, not too bad, but we're here to talk to you about tracking. All right, so we're going to talk to you about three main topics that Adam and I came to a uh, came to an agreement on in terms of uh, tracking. And so the three are going to be tracking before you eat, tracking your weight in comparison to your volume, and tracking anything with calories. Yeah, right? this
1: is these are things that like. If you're new to tracking or yep. maybe you have tried tracking your food before, these are like the three mm-hmm. need to know things. So before you start worrying too much about how many, you know, calories I should be eating and how much protein I should be eating, which those things are, are infinitely important. Mm-hmm. If you don't have these three things like I don't even want to say down because they're not necessarily like huge skills you have to build. They're just things you need to know before you start tracking because these can easily screw up your numbers and and you can easily overeat calories or under eat protein if you're not doing these things. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first one is uh, the most important one in my opinion uh, is tracking before you eat. And I stress this so much because I was just talking to Tyler about this before we started recording <laughs> is I, this is like a non-negotiable. It's like you have to do it this way. For sure. Unless you've, unless you're someone who has been consistently tracking for a long period of time and you've done it, like for instance, like me and Tyler, we've been tracking for years. At this point, like I can pretty much eyeball a serving size of each food, but I know for me, I just do better when I'm, when I'm tracking and being accurate. But anyway, uh, tracking before you eat is so important because if you're not tracking before you eat, Mm -hmm. you're just guessing. You're yeah. just guessing all day. And that's what you were doing before you started tracking. So you can't eat all day and then at the end of the day go into MyFitnessPal and start logging the things that you ate. It's just – it's not going to be efficient because you know common sense would show you if you're tracking at the end of the day after everything has been eaten – you can't make any changes, mm-hmm. you know. Let's say you log all your food at the end of the day, and you realize you ate 500 calories more than you thought, mm-hmm. or you ate 50 grams less of protein than you thought. You can't really make too many changes. I mean, the 50 grams of protein, yeah, I guess you could force feed yourself 50 grams of protein at 10 o'clock at night, but you can't take away, take back the 500 calories that you ate. Exactly. You know. So, um, do you deal with that a lot? I know I get kind of, I get kind of amped about this because I deal with it a lot. Like when I take on a new client. In the nutrition file that I send them, it says in there one of the main things is that you have to uh, log your food Mm -hmm. in MyFitnessPal before you eat it. So as that means as you're plating the food, you're weighing it out, and you're logging into MyFitnessPal, it takes you literally 20 more seconds to Mm -hmm. do this. But then you see, oh, because this is just as important, you have to log it, but you also have to reference your calories and your protein. Mm -hmm. So you have to look and go, oh... Uh, Wow, that meal only had 15 grams of protein. I should probably add some more protein. Or, Mm -hmm. wow, that meal had way more calories than I thought. So before I eat it, I can now reduce the serving size. Mm -hmm. I did this literally last night. Mm -hmm. I weighed out my dinner and it was probably four ounces more uh, uh, than I had planned on. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I just took away the four ounces that I, and I ate a little bit less than I was supposed to. And I fit my calories for the day. Mm-hmm. But even though I stress this to people, I will still get people during week one who are like, Oh yeah, I haven't been doing that. I really gotta, really gotta get back really gotta get, uh, start tracking before eating." and I'm like, okay, well it's pretty much a non-negotiable. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, hundred percent. I think what I've realized is that again, like you said, that number one, it is key to do it before you eat. The, the only reason in which I believe that like at this point I've been able to, personally be able to look at my food and say get to the end of the day and say i can be about, yeah you know i'll be very close to where i want to be at the end of the day and that's again from tracking for years and years and on that same note i'm still not even I, of course like i'm still not going to be as accurate and as on um, point as i would be if i measured everything i like to use that approach sometimes uh just a side note but as like when i go on vacation yeah or like you know I'll just because i'm like kind of eyeballing i want to enjoy it more and be in the moment um, you know, I still still think let me get, you know, a bunch of protein and veggies and as I'm looking at my choices, like say if we're at a menu or, or at a resort or what may have you, but um I like to use that as a more general thing more when I'm on vacation. But I think as a on a day to day definitely, uh tracking before you eat is is number one.
1: But I think also if you're on vacation the 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 point we're trying to make or I'm I'm trying to make is mm-hmm. that if you're on vacation or you're going to Christmas dinner or someone's mm-hmm. birthday party, I don't expect you to track exactly. on those days. So those are the days where I don't care if you eyeball. I don't care if you have a beer at noon. Like it doesn't matter. You're on vacation. Mm-hmm. But day to day, if your goal is to lose weight or to building muscle or to just change your body composition or change your habits – You can't change your habits if you're just guessing all Mm -hmm. day. The point of tracking is to give you an idea of what your meals should look like or do look like. And then you're making conscious decisions based off of that information. Mm -hmm. That's how you develop habits. So if you don't have habits developed, then tracking at the end of the day and guessing all day is really not going to help you. Or even I've had people who they'll plate a meal and, uh, you know, eat it. And then after they eat it, then they track it immediately right after the meal. But again, now you can't do anything. So mm-hmm. if we're going to give you some you know, granular, just really specific things to do, it just means as you're plating a meal, you're weighing each, out each separate thing. So for example, let's say I always use this example. Um, let's say you're eating like a turkey sandwich. Mm-hmm. You're not going to log into MyFitnessPal turkey sandwich because there's a million different ways you can make a turkey sandwich. You're going to log in, how much bread did you have, which usually, you know, most pre-sliced bread is pretty uniform so you can just yep. for that you could be like two slices but again you you might want to weigh that out just to make sure you put a slice of bread on the scale you weigh it out and then you put two of those and then you zero out the scale you weigh out the turkey on top of the bread how much turkey did You have four ounces you log that with we'll zero out the scale you weigh out the cheese how much is that 18 grams you log it zero out the scale and then you weigh out the condiment zero out the scale and you're done and then you can look oh wow that sandwich has a lot less protein than I thought. Now I can just add two ounces of turkey, and I've hit my protein goal for this meal. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. It takes you an extra twenty seconds. It's not that that big of a deal. But I get that it can be a pain in the ass at first. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's what I'm saying is just you have to be careful. But again, uh, not to go too off topic, but someone like Tyler who's you know seven foot tall, two eighty, two ninety, like he's gonna have a lot more wiggle <laughs> to, room to fuck up basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah. And, and, so and even for myself, I'm I'm like one ninety five and I'm five eleven. Uh, so I don't have as much wiggle room as Tyler, but I do have a decent amount of lean muscle. I am very active. So I still have more wiggle room than the average person. So, Mm -hmm. but even me, I still always log before I eat because Mm -hmm. I like to. I need to know how much it is. So I need to know if I need to add or subtract from the meal. Um, so if you're someone who's new to this, not as active doing it for the first time, you have very poor eating habits. You need to be, you know, very, efficient and diligent and accurate in the beginning because you don't know what you're doing and that's the point of doing this so even if you're not using a coach you should be tracking logging and then referencing your totals before you eat each meal that's the only way you're going to learn and it's mm-hmm. basically like not doing it is basically like not studying for a test and then getting mad you didn't do well yep. you gotta like study
0: yeah no exactly that's actually i love that you said that's the way you gotta learn because that's as you're saying that's what i'm thinking of for for gen- generally speaking i feel like most of my clients most people in general are more of a hands-on learner. you have to go through the process you know the process yeah. it's within the process is where you find what you're made of you realize uh, you you gain and not only gain the information but are able to implement it on a daily basis and you know allow it to become a habitual pattern over the long term. I think if you try to skip those things and like you said, I've I've had clients who will put in the one I had a turkey sandwich and this, that yeah. and the third, and I'm just like you're not going to be accurate, you're not going to know what those quantitatively what those actual amounts of food look like. Yeah. So you have that education to be able to, you know, take that into with you into the future. So I'm right there with you, brother. I, I, I'm, I'm here. We're here. Yeah,
1: which would, which would bring us right to the next yeah. one, which is just as important. But the only reason why it's number two is because if, it doesn't matter if you're doing this. If you're not logging in before you eat, it won't matter. But number two is going to be tracking by the weight of food. And we mm-hmm. kind of touched on this in the first one. It, tracking by weight, not volume. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be so important for us, some things that you may not think uh, are that big of a deal. And for me, like the, the top ones I think is the most important for are things like um, peanuts, almonds, uh, you know, peanut butter is a big one, mm-hmm. um, things like that. If you're tracking by weight instead of volume, it's gonna give you a much more accurate idea of how many calories you're eating. So to give you an example, I always use this example with clients, is peanut butter. Yep. A serving size of peanut butter says two tablespoons in parentheses, it says 32 grams. Mm-hmm. So my two tablespoons and Tyler's two tablespoons and your two tablespoons are going to look completely different because there's so much room for error yep. depending on how deep that scoop is and how much it's hanging over the spoon. But 32 grams on a scale is 32 grams. You can't fuck around with that. You can't cheat it. Mm-hmm. 32 grams is 32 grams. The first time you weigh out 32 grams of peanut butter, you're going to realize how much different that looks from what you've been putting in. And again, peanut butter is a big one because it's very easy to overeat on. Mm-hmm. I mean, a serving of peanut butter is not that big and it's, a, it's about 200 calories. Mm-hmm. So if you're overdoing that twice a day, you could be adding 400, 500 calories to your day mm-hmm. just in peanut butter, which for some people that could be the difference between being in deficit and not being in deficit, yeah. just that alone. Yep. So when you're tracking your food, make sure you get a $15 food scale off Amazon. I understand that at this point, you're like, "Wait, I got to log before I eat. I got to use my fitness pal, mm-hmm. and I got to get a $15 food scale." We're talking about a $15 and a 20 second time commitment to drastically change your fitness and train, change your health. So it's really not that big of an investment. I, I, honestly, I've never had a client sign up with me, and they and I give them, I tell them to go buy a food scale off Amazon. I've never had anyone be like, "Well, I'm not going to do that. That's too much." So they're never, they're willing to spend the 15 bucks on a on a food scale. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, dude, you, you know, like think about if you were to cook up a steak, what are you, what, what are you going to put in my fitness valve if you don't weigh it? A, a steak? a steak? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, like a other, steak steak, Yeah, you know, exactly. Like,
0: whatever it is. I think it's, it's important to know too that, uh, depending on label and depending on which brand I've noticed, uh, between certain brands. Uh, some uh, a food, for example, would be oats. Yeah. Certain uh, ones, whether it's Quaker or if it's the rolled oats from Trader Joe's, or if you get them from BJ's, like, get them from everywhere. You know, depending on which ones you get, um, depending on if you that that's a perfect example where if you track by volume comparatively to weight, you'll get a difference um, within calories. Now, again, I think depending on which one it is, I've seen a variance of up to about like a hundred calories. Now. For me, someone my size, I don't worry about that too much but for a client of mine who's five. you know uh five uh, one, hundred and twenty pounds like over the long term like that could keep her from getting to her goals uh not only in the length of time she wanted to, but the speed and the rate at which she wanted to but fail.
1: and also I, uh, we're we're not saying this to make you obsessive, mm-hmm. but the, again, this is about building yeah. knowledge. This is about like you know, if you were going to school for a certain trade and you know you were studying for a test mm-hmm. you went and sit there and like well i don't understand like why do i need to know mm-hmm. this you know what i mean like that's like if you're trying to be a mechanic and you're like well i don't want to know how to change oil i just want to do tires <laughs> like no it doesn't work like that you got to be able to do everything exactly. so like for me as a trainer like you know i like to strength i like to, you know to teach people how to strength train but like at the end of the day like i still need to know about uh you know conditioning i need mm-hmm. to know about you know uh, injury prevention and, mm-hmm. and and helping with mobility mm-hmm. um so my 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 point is just that you can't expect that everything is just going to be as easy as you think it's going to be you know mm-hmm. you you can't sit there and go like, "Ah, I don't want to, I don't want to have to pay attention to labels. Like this is how you learn. This is how you, you can actually make informed decisions about your health. If you're relying on food companies and restaurants to give you accurate information on what's good for your health, then that's probably why a lot of people are overweight in the first place. I mean, not to go on, it's completely off topic, but like there's that whole lawsuit. I don't remember if it was like in the early two thousands or maybe late nineties, uh, where like this family like sued McDonald's because mm-hmm. the kids were overweight and they said that McDonald's uh you know never told them that that food was going to cause them to be overweight mm-hmm. so that's why McDonald's yeah. puts their nutrition facts on their food like think about how fucking crazy that is like but it but it makes sense like sort that in order for them to just Yeah. Get nutrition facts. And I don't mean that to be insulting towards those people but like think about it realistically like they just didn't know yep. that McDonald's was not healthy for you. So, and McDonald's is never going to come out and say that they're not healthy for you oh. because then they're going to lose sales.
0: They're making millions, billions of yeah. dollars, no?
1: So, you can't rely on food companies and restaurants to to have your best interest in mind. So, mm-hmm. you got to take control of that. So, it, uh, one of the ways to do this is by tracking food and actually learning how many calories and how much protein are in the food you eat. And you could take something as simple as, you know, a banana. Mm-hmm. And the difference in a banana, you know, you could you could be talking, you know, maybe not as many calories as like peanut butter or something like that, but you know, whether you eat a 150 gram banana or an 85 gram banana is going to make a difference in your calories for the day. Uh, whether you eat, uh, you know, um, whole milk or almond milk is going to make a difference in the calories for your day. So if you're just logging haphazardly, do I think that that's better than nothing? Like, yeah, I think it's better than nothing. But this is how you actually get results and these are the skills that we teach our clients is how to pay attention to food labels How to really learn about serving sizes, and you can't learn this stuff if you're not weighing if you're not tracking before you eat That's how you make you know, that's how you make informed decisions, you know, mm-hmm. I mean do you, do you have people who? Uh, ever give you flack about having to weigh their food
0: uh, I've, I've had Happy people initially like at first, but I I, bef- I will say before they actually started the coaching, they like, oh, I have to do all this. I have to take this time to put this time into tracking my food and weighing it, and this, that, and the third. And I'm like, hey, listen, you're at the and this is you know not to uh, talk down to anybody or anything like that. It's just say you are at the point of what you are based on the knowledge, the education, and the action you've taken up to this point. If you want to be able to, to change the uh, the fortitude and change the outlook of where your road is going then we have to learn this knowledge so then we can set ourselves up for success long term down the road and if you don't take the time to do this stuff there is no shortcuts yeah. no nobody's going to do it for you like you said uh, the restaurants food companies um grocery stores whatever it is they're not going to do the work for you they're just there to provide a service and to bri- provide you with the food but they're not going to tell you what's in it and how you need to feel yourself properly. yeah and they and
1: they are yeah and, and at the end of the day like you know uh, not not to go off on a tangent about food companies, but like, mm-hmm. you know, they want to eat more of their food. Cause then you're gonna buy more. So like you know, it's not a huge conspiracy theory, it's just how business works. So um, you know, it's if you're gonna actually control your health, you gotta know how many calories in the food you're eating. You gotta know what's in the you know what's in, in the food you're eating. You know, if you're just eating a bunch of processed foods, mm-hmm. these are foods that are very high in calories and, and, and they're very easy uh to be misrepresented on a nutrition label. Like The the FDA allows for a certain certain percentage of, you know, discrepancy in in the food. So that means you're already dealing with about a five, maybe a potential, I think it's like five or 10% that they're allowed to be off. So think about that on like a 500 calorie food, that's 50 calories over under, which is not a ton. But if you did that, you know, on five different foods a day, that's Mm -hmm. 250 calories. So there's a certain discrepancy. amount that they're allowed to be off now on top of that you're also going based off of like normal human error so uh let's say you're again you're doing a tablespoon of peanut butter the the chances that you're going to get exactly 32 grams on those or 16 grams because 32 grams is two tablespoons if you're going to get exactly 16 grams on that one scoop or very, very, you know, low well, yeah, that you're gonna just scoop try. out sixteen exact grams of peanut butter.
0: So I've tried it, you won't yeah, get it. Yeah, you won't do. get it. So
1: <laughs> so here's the thing. You're gonna scrape the peanut butter out anyway. You're gonna spread it on the bread anyway. Yep. Is it really that much of a pain in the ass for that bread to be sitting on a scale and for you to then just log it into my fitness pal? If you break it down and look at it that way, probably not. It's gonna take you five extra seconds and when you log things into my fitness pal, once you log it in a couple times, it stays in there anyway, so mm-hmm. it's easy to find. It's super, super simple. So now what this comes down to is just, are you willing to actually you know, see the consequences of your actions? Are you actually willing to pull back the curtain and see the, the habits that you've created and how to create new ones? Um, that's what it really comes down to. It's, I find that if people aren't willing to weigh food and track, yes, it's a pain in the ass. Yes, it can be slightly more time consuming, but at the end of the day, I think it's people just don't want to know how much they're actually eating people want to believe that they're eating as much as they should and that they don't have to make major changes and people want to believe that they're more active than they are so to pull back that curtain and see like hey that coffee creamer you've been putting in is adding 200 calories to your coffee or Mm -hmm. that the extra scoop of peanut butter that you're licking off the spoon is another 200 calories like people don't want that information so they avoid having to look at it so Mm -hmm. that's my tangent not to get too philosophical, but like yeah, yeah that's no, how it is.
0: One hundred percent. I think there's and there's always on that on that same notion because of that people use the smallest things to set a barrier uh, in terms of saying uh, like I don't want to I don't want to have to do this too or I don't want to have to do this also. For me, man, I'm human. We all we all go through the same thing. So what I actually did when I first started tracking, I remember, I just started drinking everything out of a measuring cup, <laughs> and, and everything, and pretty much everything was out of a bowl because I could put everything right on the scale right from there. And then, as far as my uh, liquid calories go, everything was already ready in measure measuring cup, so I go from there. That, yeah, that,
1: that's funny that you said the thing about the bowl too.
0: I start. I eat a lot of things out of bowls. Yeah. Because yeah. I get like
1: rice, meat, vegetables. Exactly. Just toss it all in a bowl. Yeah. And weigh it out, and and again, like where people. I think that was a really good thing that you said. People do create these imaginary yes. barriers uh, as a, as an excuse not to do things like ah. Uh, do I? I don't want to have to look at. I literally had yeah. someone tell me. I don't want to have to think about what I'm eating, and I was like, "Well, I was like, well, like you don't want to have to like pay, you know, like look at nutrition labels." Well, she's like, "No, like I just don't want to have to think about what I'm eating. Like if my husband asks me what I want for dinner, I hate when he does it because I don't even want to have to think about it." And I was like. You're creating so many barriers for yourself that you're making this process. Like, you gotta think about what you're eating. Like, do you think I wanna, I don't want to track my calories all of the time? I just, same way, I don't wanna pay my fucking mortgage. (laughs) Like, you know, I'd rather use that money for something more fun. (laughs) But, like, you gotta do it. You know what I mean? So, like, that's just how it is. So, you don't have to track calories, you don't have to track your protein, you don't have to pay attention to what you're eating, and you don't have to, you know, weigh your food. But then you can't complain when you're not seeing the results that you want to see because you're not taking control of your habits and and learning how to make new ones. So, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, do you have to be perfect? No. But if you're consistent with this stuff, you'll learn a ton and then you'll realize that, oh, hey, if there's chips out and I have a couple of chips, it's not that big of a deal. But when you're just completely oblivious and you're you're pretty much eating with a blindfold all day, you can easily eat 3,000 calories in a day
0: and not even know it. Yeah, I think mean, in terms of your your nutrition and these are things like I always I always preach about is it comes down to obviously it's your your consistency but it's it's your awareness your ability yeah. to know when uh, the foods that, uh, that what you're eating it's your your education and your awareness were the two I wanted to really touch on um, the education of knowing exactly how much is in food the quantity of how much uh, something looks like so you have the ability to you know be able to guesstimate estimate at some point in life but again we're talking about tracking consistently. Just to be able to do that. And then on top of that, not only the, the um, awareness of how much is in the education, but noticing how the same amount of food fuels you throughout your day and throughout your workouts and stuff as well. It, it all works synergistically when you just take the time. Right. Yeah, <laughs>
1: that's. I would add one to that as like education, awareness, and yep. then making the necessary adjustments. Yes. yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, and then and then just adapting to. So it's like awareness, adjustment, adaptation. So you become aware of the the habits or the changes you need to make. You adjust. You make those changes. Then you adapt to those new habits, and you see you know how it fits your lifestyle. So for example, if you're used to eating, you know. Two meals a day, mm-hmm. and you realize it's way harder to hit your protein. You can adjust by adding in a, a third meal, and then you now you just you know you adapt to that. You go, okay, well I know if I if I'm eat, if I'm adding a third meal uh, that I need to add that maybe you know two hours before my workout because I know I don't like to work out on a full stomach, and then you just keep making those changes. And, and this is why weight loss isn't meant to be fast. If anyone's pitching you like a rapid weight loss program. It, you, this is how you know you shouldn 't be doing that because if they 're not talking about these things with you, they don 't have your best interest in mind mm-hmm. you know so if you 're going on the twenty one day fix or or some sort of program that has you just drinking like powders all day or juice yeah, or juice, you know you understand that like they they don 't have your best interests in mind but mm-hmm. um, anyway, last one was making sure you 're tracking everything, everything that has calories, and I understand again. You might have clicked on this podcast. Maybe you're a new listener, and you're like, "Oh, I'm gonna click on this because this is gonna tell me three things how I can lose 10 pounds in, in yep. 10 days." It's not what it is. These are actual things you need to know about tracking. Like, you gotta track everything that has calories. And I'll give you a I'll give you an example. And this is this is an example I use, and and I, uh, with a client I had, and and it's uh, anyway, I, I'll give you two separate ones. So uh, one client, you know, she was doing nutrition with me and training, uh, you know. Weight was coming off at a good rate, you know, week to week, and then, uh, you know, kind of hit, like, a little bit of, like, a plateau, and then, you know, but that plateau lasted a few weeks, and so, you know, I started to ask her, like, well, she's sending me her nutrition logs every day, Mm -hmm. and they look fine, you know, everything looks fine, I'm I'm going through them, the numbers look good, the food choices look good, she's tracking accurately, she's weighing things out, I'm like, okay, well, like, maybe we're just hitting a little bit of a plateau, which is normal to push through this, but one day... She just came in and she was just very, very frustrated, very, very upset and just didn't understand why she wasn't losing any. me. Yeah. So I said, do me a favor. I said, I know you said you're tracking accurately. I said, just track everything that you, anything that you can think of tomorrow. Anything that goes into your mouth, track. I don't care what it is. Even if it's water, I just wanted to track everything just so we can know. Mm-hmm. Next day, swear to you. Uh, and and this is, she's a great woman. She's a great woman. She's like, I love training her. She's a cool woman. But it's just an honest mistake. She's just like, I think I figured out the problem. I go, what? She's like, I think it's apple juice. I go, okay, why? You drink apple juice? She's like, yeah, I drink, I drink apple juice every day. And I go, well, it wasn't in any of your food logs. She's like, well, yeah, I just didn't think I needed to track it because it was apple juice. And I said, well, first of all, I'm not going to go off on the whole tangent about how apple juice isn't actually apples and it's just straight sugar, but let's, I'm not going to ream you too hard for this. Like, how much apple juice are you drinking? And she's like, like two or three glasses a night. And I was like, and I went into my fitness pal with her and I logged what she was drinking and she was drinking 600 calories of apple juice every single night.
0: No
1: way. Right? And I was just like, this literally stopped drinking the apple juice, went right back to weight losing weight. And not to tell a whole long story, but another client, same issue, was losing weight strategically. And, uh, you know, just hit a little bit of plateau, asked me my opinion. I was like, you know, well, uh, tell me what you're eating. Everything looks fine, looks fine, looked fine. I'm like, okay, what about drinking? Like, do you drink? He's like, no, I don't drink alcohol. I'm like, do you drink soda? No. I'm like, well, what do you drink throughout the day? He's like, water, and, you know, sometimes I'll drink milk. And I'm like, okay, well, how much milk are you drinking? And he's like, I don't know, like, three or four glasses a day. And I go, like, Actual eight ounce cups, or just like a milk glass, you just eyeball it's like just eyeballs. Like, okay, so we'll assume it's like 10 ounces. And we did the math, it's like 700 calories a day of milk. We knocked it down to one glass a day, boom, (laughs) (laughs) start start losing weight again. (laughs) So, you gotta track everything that has calories, even if you don't want to admit to yourself that this might be something. This is where you can learn that you don't need to cut things out of your diet. You just gotta moderate them. So yep. coffee creamer, dressing, cooking oils, butter—like yes. things you're adding on stuff. Little bites you take. You're throwing out your kids, you know, uh, lunch. You eat half their PB and J. You gotta track it, you know. Mm-hmm. And this goes back to the first two because if you're tracking accurately and you're weighing and measuring, yep. you'll see, you know, oh, I can't just log half a PB and J. I have to know how much peanut butter did I have, how much jelly did I have. And for people who are trying to lose a lot of weight, that's enough sometimes to make them go, I don't, to take take that second to go, oh wow, I'm not even hungry. Mm-hmm. I'm just eating this because it's here. Mm-hmm. And then maybe they'll throw it out
0: and they'll make a better decision. Yep, yeah. no, 100%, that. I, I think the big one for me to know was to uh, make sure you touched on the edge and went towards the end is more so, uh, of course, making sure you're tracking anything with calories. Um, what I, I kind of found is that it was in the wording that I kind of got lost a little bit with my, one of my clients before I was like, make sure you track all your meals and all of your food, uh, like consistently. A lot of my clients tend to be parents. <laughs> so they have their have kids at home and so they don't track the, the little pieces of chicken nuggets here, some of the French fries or some of their, their skills, their snacks, whatever they had. And that was something similar situation where I had to do with a couple of, uh, two, two of my clients who both were parents, one was a mom, one was a father. And it actually ended up being the same thing. They were just snacking on all of their kids' foods. Yeah. And all like just take, but those little things start to add up by the end of the day. It does add to your overall caloric intake. Um, and then another situation is, uh, I had a client who's a great cook. Um, as a, as a coach, uh, I find that for clients that do know how to cook, it makes it easier because they don't have to look for outside sources, other people to make their food. Yeah. They, they, t- they tend to, uh, have have a little bit more consistency right from the beginning because they already know how to cook. It's just making sure they're getting the proper amounts and stuff. But that being said, cooked all the time was tracking all some calories on point and I'm like, what's going on here? Like you, we're plateauing, we, we're doing good for like about the first month. Then afterwards what happened it was just it was her cooking oils. Yeah. That's it. She was putting Uh, Every time she would make her eggs in the morning, she was putting like three to four uh, tablespoons of uh, cooking oil, like olive oil,
1: which is like three hundred calories, four hundred (laughs) fifty calories. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Saying
0: it'll be like four hundred fifty. Yeah, three. It's about one twenty-one. I had I had I had
1: I had one client who told me um, again. These are just examples. We're not making fun of these clients, by the way. Like these are people that I still I still yeah. And and these are people who would who would probably share this with with you. and they've shared it in like Facebook groups before, mm-hmm. um, but like I had this one client, and she told me, and this was more of a positive, uh, positive thing, was she didn't actually do this, but she was tracking and she like made brownies uh, right. for her family because so she has kids, and she was like, what I did was I went in and tracked what I normally would have eaten, and mm-hmm. she, so she didn't actually eat this, but she said normally when I was cooking brownies, I would have one or two brownies, but I would also like Lick the spoon and, and like eat, or eat a scoop of the batter or whatever, mm-hmm. and she's like, I realized that it was almost nine hundred extra calories that I would wow. have had just from doing that. Wow. Yeah, another one. I actually it was the same person uh, again, positive realization, but like, she was like, you know, uh, one week where she wasn't doing she wasn't doing coaching or whatever. It was after her coaching program, but we still trained. Yep. She was telling me how that week uh, there was a lot of times where she just snacked and didn't track. But she still tracked her meals, but didn't track, like, oh, someone has McDonald's, french fries. I'll grab a couple of those, whatever. And she was like, at the end of the week, I tracked, I went back and tracked everything that I remembered that I had eaten. And she's like, it added, like, an extra 1,000 calories a day. A day,
0: yeah,
1: wow. Of just snacking. Yeah. So, like, again, guys, like, this stuff is real, and this is, you've got to track everything that's got calories. Like, that's the only way you're going to know. That's like saying, I'm having trouble saving money. And I go, well, do you, do uh, do you, do you spend... Uh, frivolously, like outside of your budget, no, like this is everything I bought, and I go, Well, it looks like it's in your budget. Like, is there anything that you can think of? I was like, Well, you know, sometimes when I'm driving on the highway, I get bored and I just throw five dollar bills out the window. <laughs> it's like, Oh, well, that's why you're not saving money. Why don't you stop throwing five dollar bills out the window? It's like, Oh, I saved actually 15 bucks
0: today. Hey, like, yeah, yeah, it's
1: like that. That's it, sounds funny, but like that's what it sounds like to us when you're a client, and you go, I don't know what's why I'm not losing weight. And I go, are you tracking everything? And they go, well, I'm not tracking when I eat cookies at night. It's like, just because you don't log, it doesn't
0: mean it didn't happen. Mean it yeah, yeah, yeah. not mean it does That's, a, that's a, a, a number one thing I would say, actually, you'll probably hear is that, like, yeah, I didn't track this, so like it didn't count. And sometimes pronouns will use it as a joke, but then other times. But they, like, they're,
1: they're laughing, but it's 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 yeah. like oh, it's funny because it's real, right? It's like no, no. no it's or they're like calm. laughing
0: because like yeah, they've actually like done that and be like oh this not this this didn't count. I'm gonna really, I'm going really dude, and I'll be hundred percent so. honest with you. I'm guilty
1: of it. There's been times yeah. where like I, I had my whole day fine, and then like uh, you know last minute I decided to have something. And I'm just like uh I'm not even gonna bother logging it. Yep. But here's the difference when I do that, I'm aware exactly. that I went over my calories yep. and I understand how yes. to get right back to normal the next day yep. and it, I don't go to bed going, I'm such a loser, I fucked up, I'm mm-hmm. gonna go off the rails tomorrow or I gotta starve myself tomorrow to make up because I went over my calories. It's just like, yeah, if I have, on the rare occasion, if it's a random night and I, have, I, I go to, a, to get ice cream you know, I would say 9 out of 10 times, I track it brand, I guess i let know it's going to fit. But for those, you know, 1 or 2 out of 10 times that I go and get a fucking 600-calorie Sunday, like, I'm not figuring out how to log it. Yeah. But again, it's few and far between. Yep. And I, un- I have realistic expectation. And I know that if I was to do that every night, I wouldn't see fat loss. That's all it is. Because, and and yeah. you have
0: the education and the wherewithal to know yeah. as well. So. And we
1: hope we're helping you guys out with that. Yes, so sir. anyway, Tyler has a client.
0: <laughs> guys, we want to say thank you for joining us today a wonderful chat um if you guys like the podcast please as always give it a share give it a like please subscribe and uh we hope to see you next time yeah thank you guys thanks guys